Hi, I'm Alan Altman. And I'm Dave Juskow. And this is Billy Joel A to Z. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Billy Joel A to Z. We are very lucky, and we've been, I guess, dicks for just waiting until we finish the F to have him on. He is the executive producer of Family Guy and his co-written, which is now everybody knows one of my favorite comedies of all time, Ted and Ted 2, as well as A Million Ways to Die in the West. He's also currently the co-host with Julia Sharp in the new podcast, Typical Disgusting Display. Please welcome to the program, Alex Sulkin, everybody. Thank you. Thanks, Dave. Nice to meet you, Elon. How are you? Good. Thanks for being here with us. So happy to be with you guys. I I love talking a little Billy Joel. I love that picture you have behind you. (laughs) Yeah, with his most famous instrument, the accordion. Yeah, (laughs) at least it has keys. The only guy that's played it well (laughs) and put it to use in a good way, the accordion. No, not Weird Al? Oh, Oh, touche, touche. Yeah, Elon does a parody every week of every Billy Joel song, you know, that we go through. So he's a huge Weird Al fan, clearly. Wait, you do? <laughs> so you're making a, a well, book to today. We're not talking about a particular song. Is that right? That's right. right. OK, I don't know how I missed that train, but OK. <laughs> <laughs> well, we could if you want. We just finished. We always have an interview after each letter. OK. And right. we, we had to have we had Dennis Blair on last time because he wrote the movie easy money <laughs> makes sense yes <laughs> um but yeah we were very excited to have you on obviously i mean you and i are friends yes and you know how i appreciate your work but we are also friendly because we when we became friends we found out that each other really liked billy joel a lot a lot and when i went into your apartment in los angeles you had a piano there uh, only to be played to play Billy Joel songs. <laughs> yes, that's right. That's what I mean. I when I first learned piano, which was later in life, I mean, those were the first things I was attempting to play. I was literally learning on YouTube to play New York State of Mind. And, you know, some of the some of them are a little easier, like Piano Man. It, you get tired by the end of playing it, but it's not challenging in like a chord structure way. Um, but New York State of Mind makes you seem very cool when you're playing it on the piano. Does it seem cool, but it's actually kind of easy? Yes. That's a good combo. <laughs> yes. Yeah, maybe I need to try that one. I've been playing All for Lena here at the house. All for Lena! Which is very hard on my hands. We were, ta- we were talking about when we were talking about Angry Young Man, uh, mm. things like that. We were talking about how dip- he has to play that as the at least up to the fourth song he's got to play it early on because he can't play it. You know, it's too complicated to play later when you're doing a full show. (laughs) Just his sort of sigh of exhaustion before knowing that he's got to do that opening. Yeah. I can't even even imagine, but I was waiting my whole life to figure out how he does it. And then when I was watching all these videos, I still can't figure it out. Well, it's, it's funny. You mentioned that you, I believe, you know, my friend, uh, John Viner, Yes. Comedian John Viner. We hung out uh, the, the last New Year's Eve when there was a New Year's Eve. Right. 2020. So he's actually quite good at piano um, and he kind of hides it and, and is sort of self-defeating about it. But he's he's way better than I am. He's been playing for a long time and he can play that opening to Angry Young Man. Really? And, yeah. And like it, it 
It's interesting because you would wonder listening to the song, like, how the hell is he doing that? But then just watching John do it, you're just throwing your index fingers at the key. It's it's like exactly what you would think. But the, well, that's what I thought. But then when you see him do it, he's doing it one handed, I think, isn't he? I don't know if that's possible. Because that's what I thought it was, the two fingers hitting it like you would think it was. And then I saw him doing it with because he's also got to use the right hand to hit the other the other chords. Well, I think, and what, again, what this is watching my friend do it. He goes, so it's like the hands going up and back, you know? Yeah. It's still, wow. It's still impressive. Yeah. And then Billy's also hitting like that organ off to the side. In addition to the piano. That's a Bruce Hornsby move. Yeah. A Bruce Hornsby move. Oh, Wow, what the derision you have for Bruce. <laughs> I don't know. It just seems like... Yeah. No, we uncovered something with Dave. He hates Bruce Hornsby. <laughs> yeah, I know. Uh, by the way, when I say Bruce, I'm talking about Bruce Hornsby. <laughs> he also hates Bruce Springsteen, though. So. <laughs> Anything named Bruce. It's true. They call me Bruce. I even hate yeah. that movie. Bad movie. <laughs> Bad movie. Wasn't that with Johnny Ho? Was that his name? Ho? Was that, wasn't that the guy Johnny Ho? Was that his name? You know, I remember seeing that movie as a uh, a kid. Um, I would never be able to tell you who was in it. I thought he was a comic. That's why I always thought about it. But he used to, you know, start, hello. He is one of the hottest young comics there is. Now, as a matter of fact, NBC has already picked him to do his own variety special. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Johnny Yoon. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> like that was we and now it would just be considered racist, even him doing it and being Asian. <laughs> <laughs> I, thought, I thought you were doing your Mickey Rooney. No. Oh, uh, from uh, Breakfast to Tiffany's. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Alec, a couple, uh, I guess about six months ago, you posted this thing, which I watched where this black kid is watching Piano Man for the first time. Oh, that was unbelievable elon have you seen that no i have not it's one of those reaction videos where he's listening for the first time and and he starts to cry it's great it was great to watch because you and he's like a young kid he looks like he couldn't have been he was like maybe 18 yeah maybe 18 at the oldest calling him billy joel joel no idea who he was he goes well he sounds very talented never heard him (laughs) And you just watch the song start wash over him. And, and what I love about so many of those reaction videos is you envy this person who, for the very first time in their life, is listening or watching something that you've seen probably a hundred times or heard a thousand times in the case of Piano Man. But you watched it like have an effect on someone who had never heard it. And, and the, I, I just so was with him on the way that he was feeling. It was just so cool. It was cool. And it gave me another because, you know, I don't think I ever want to hear Piano Man again. And then when I watched him do it, I was like, you know, this song is really great. (laughs) Just like what you're saying, watching somebody watch it for the first time. Sometimes we forget. Yeah, we take it for granted a little bit. But also being a black kid. Yeah. Like that's what made it, I guess, even better. I know. You just 
I don't not expecting it, I guess. Not expecting it. But of course, the hidden backstory, I researched the kid. Turns out his father was a real estate novelist. <laughs> the one the one in existence yeah by the way dave how did you slip in there you never want to hear piano man again like what are we doing here like what are we doing with this podcast <laughs> piano man is not You're just sort of like well i like the nba i don't need to see michael jordan though <laughs> like, i don't know i'm just uh piano man is at this point probably one of my least favorites so just it's overplayed for me it's so funny because I, for me, if I like something, I don't, I can, it can never be overplayed. Like I, I still love Hotel California. I've heard, I hear it all the time on the radio. I love it and will crank the end every time. And, and I just feel like I'm, I'm kind of that way with, with Piano Man. Like, I'm just like, this is a great song. Sure. I'll hear this again. I'll listen to Hey Jude again. I love that song. Yeah, I'm with you with Hotel California for some reason, but there's Piano Man. I don't know. Maybe it's too. Maybe after watching that, it's just too sad, and maybe <laughs> it uh, is some sort of metaphor for my existence. And uh, you know, maybe I'm not in a good place, so maybe that's an issue too. Well, look, uh, well, you have a couple of months before we get to the peas, so or I mean, maybe more like four months, five months. I think by then you'll have like a new appreciation for it. Yeah, you got to yeah, see. Like, here's really the best part. I have apparently never heard a song off cold spring harbor before except uh what, what's the one that's on it she's, she's got, got away she's got away so obviously i heard that one but yeah so yeah. talking about like reaction videos we just had one the episode for everybody loves you now dave apparently had never heard it which i don't know how right. that's possible so we actually had that episode where he was having his initial reaction to uh hey, that's a great, great song. song that's a great yeah. song uh, uh it's unbelievable and then we're falling of the rain which i like too i can't this, this album i think i'm gonna love every bit of it it's all piano based like well, a lot less uh production yes and well, i like and that a lot they, better they fucked up production on it which he talks about a lot i'm sure you've heard they sped it up and yes. he was very upset about we that. talk about it all the time because yeah. it's fascinating and quite frankly that album is probably the reason that has everything to do with him stopping after river of dreams you know just from that he was just angry at the business from right. that day on until yeah. he he quit yep and and it's reflected in every album and song <laughs> hatred for the music business and management no that's and, not true at all you don't think so there's not an ounce of hatred in uptown girl like <laughs> <laughs> where's this hatred for the music business oh there's <laughs> hatred all right and it's hatred by christy brinkley and the fact that we now know it was Made for El McPherson. <laughs> I know. That's true. God, he was swimming in it. I like how, I mean, uh, how did, what made you first like Billy Joel? Well, I think at first it was like his ubiquity, shall we say. Like growing up, I, you know, you heard Piano Man on the radio all the time. Like even when I was, that came out when I was like three or four, but it was always on the radio. So for my whole life, that song has kind of been there. And then every album that he had when I was growing up more in the 80s, those were all smash hit albums. So it was like that thing where, oh, my God, this guy from the 70s is now somehow killing it in the 80s. Like how I got into David Bowie was like, you know, let's dance. Like, And I'm like, oh, this guy is the best. I still say that's his greatest song of all time, by the way. But I, like I was modern, so, uh, love. That's a good song. Too. Yeah. So Billy Joel's albums in the 80s were so good and they had such big hits that were on all the time and they had fun videos. So 
I just loved him. I was like, this guy's awesome. I like all his music. You can understand the lyrics. Right. <laughs> and so he was just very, and he looked like this sort of schlubby kind of white guy, kind of like maybe dare I say the three of us are. So it's like, you look at this guy and you're like, I could, that he's aspirational. He's like, look at this guy just out there doing it. And he's yeah. a great piano player. He wasn't a typical rock star. He was somebody you could relate to in that sense. Right. And right. he so was singing where, a lot of uplifting songs. Yeah. So whereas it whereas a Billy Joel purist from early on might have heard Uptown Girl and been like, oh fuck, he's sold out. Like, I'm out. I hate him now. I was totally in because I was like 11 and I'm like, this song is great. <laughs> and then I get to rediscover his his early stuff. I mean, discover his early right, stuff back. off of that pop stuff. And then you get the, the perfect way of digesting someone where it's like their first poppy and catchy and get in your brain. And then the more you investigate about them, the more further back you go, you're like, Oh, this guy's legit. Like he is, he's much more than uptown girl. Yeah. Yeah. Me too. I, for me, uh, I mean, I was, I guess kind of discovered around Well, actually I had the 45 of, uh, only the good die young. So, you know, I'm older than you yeah. and I played it over and over and over again, but I still didn't understand music or who he was or anything. And I don't remember anything about 52nd street. And then I remember being in high school and we were all going to see the glass houses like tour. Uh, but still, you know, really in college with the nylon curtain, you know, really got into it and then went back because then in college you can go and get albums and yeah, you know, so then I re remember discovering turnstiles and being like, Jesus, uh, this wait, why wasn't this a bigger album? You know, yeah. like <laughs> like when I you know. hear that whole album just with Angry Young Man in New York State of Mind and all that, you're like, wait, why? I don't understand why this wasn't more popular. I know. It's funny when you say turnstiles, doesn't the image just pop right into your head of him looking up at you from the, the subway <laughs> from platform? The, from the, like, uh, from the and he's the only person. He's not the best looking guy, but he's the only person I've ever looked at on that album cover. Like there are like 30 people there with him. And yeah. I, every time I see it, I'm just looking right at him like, hey, Billy, all right, let's do this. You know? Yeah, it's a good point. His stepson's in that picture also. Really? There's no way. Yeah. The, the, the kid from his first wife who he stole from his ex-bandmate. His, his, right. Which who is he in the picture? He's the one kid, I guess. Really? I didn't He's the old that. lady. <laughs> <laughs> that makes sense. I walked right into that. But Alec, then, I mean, that's the thing. So, you know, Family Guy, as you know, is my favorite show. I watch it nonstop. And there are so many Billy Joel references. Oh, we love him. Seth so, loves him. Well, that was, I guess, the other question is, does Seth? Well, obviously, Seth would like him, too. But when you have these references like you know, even naming one of the episodes moving out Brian's song. Yeah. Is that you or is it Seth or is it both or is it more people than just the two of you? I it's well, first of all, I, I cannot remember specifically. I I do not think I had anything to do with that title, although I did write up help write that episode. So that could have very well been Seth. Um, it could have also been uh our showrunner at the time was a guy named David Goodman. Uh that's still his name. And uh <laughs> yeah. He also was into Billy Joel. He was just sort of at the he's he's kind of in between our ages. He just, you know, like everyone who grew up in America, you you heard a lot of Billy Joel. He liked him. He's from uh, Long Island, I think, or Queens. And uh, that's the same thing, right? Queens yeah, and Long Island. Pretty much. Yeah. OK. Anyway, so there were a few people on that show 
and you can't not be aware of Billy Joel. You, you know, it's it's very hard to be like, oh, don't know any of his music. So when when we make those references, we know that Seth likes them. So I think that in turn sort of uh, activates the sort of eight sleeper cell Billy Joel writers on staff to to say like cynically, like if I pick something about Billy Joel, Seth will be more inclined to pick it. Um, oh, that's and really and by the way, it was still so fun. Like it's it's so fun to to make jokes. Uh, he he didn't let us use um he he's let us use a few of his songs or like make fun of them or have our characters sing them. Um, but he did not let us use uh, scenes from an Italian restaurant because that song is very special to him. Oh, that's he, interesting. But that, so he did let obviously he let you use the I didn't poop those items uh, for we didn't start the fire. <laughs> uh, did you try and? Uh, I think that was Elon's question. Did you, uh, right, Elon? You. Oh, well, I was going to ask if you ever tried to get him on as a as a guest star. I think we did. I'm I'm pretty sure we've asked him to come and he declined. But I I can't remember specifically like for what episode or what what story. But I I believe we've asked him to either come and parody his own music or or play himself, you know, for a couple of lines or something. And, and, uh, he's declined, but always with the sort of message that like, he enjoys what we're doing. And he kind of is tacitly signing off on like, yes, keep mentioning my name. That's fine. But like, I'm not going to record anything for you guys. So when you guys are doing a parody of his songs, like you're at, you said, you asked him for permission, but do you always do that with anyone else that you do a parody of, or is that special for like Billy Joel to give him that honor? It's a very good question. And and yes, we have to do it with everyone. So, it, you know, licensing songs is an annoying but constant part of, of Family Guy, like what goes on. And uh, it's really annoying to us when a band won't license their song because we just look at it like, hey, we're, we want to pay. Like we're going to pay this exorbitant amount. It's usually somewhere between let's say 30 and $75,000 like to use any song. And, but we've found that songs that we use on the show experience like a, a bump on iTunes that is like, you know, will be their biggest blip in years. You know, if it's some band that you don't think about that much anymore, but still somehow they're like, no, we'd rather not. Now, sometimes if we write some kind of song parody or there's some kind of joke around what the song is and we're shitting on it, like then I understand a band is like, no, we like the Goo Goo Dolls didn't want to let us shit on that song. Iris. Really? <laughs> um, um, so th that song was very near and dear to them, but which we understood. So it's, it's a complicated process, but the short answer is yes. If we parody a song, we have to seek permission uh, from the band to do that. And actually keep your eyes open coming up next season. We, I think we have at least three instances of people singing uh, black Betty by Ram jam. I don't know what that is. <laughs> That's that song. Oh, black Betty. Bam. Oh. Bam. I know I saw an episode with heart where they changed uh, these dreams to these beans. <laughs> and uh, then they and then you explain it later, like we only changed the words to these beans. We wanted them to do more, but they wouldn't. Yeah. That, I assume that's true. Yeah. yeah, I knew you'd be mad. So I've asked the band Hot to explain these beans in a way you can dreamily digest. These beans come on when I close my eyes. Every second of the night, I live another 
they changed the word dreams to beans. I, I was hoping they'd change a few more words to pertain to our situation, but I, I, I'm just happy they did this. <laughs> yeah, the the well, I think I believe that was an episode that I wrote because it was one about three fairy tales. Right. That was yeah. Jack and the Beanstalk Gr- one. Grim, yeah, it was Grim, Grim Job or something like that was the name of the episode. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, I remember these beans uh, to these dreams by heart, and they let us do it. Thank God. But yeah, so sometimes we did something with Bob Seger. I don't know if you remember this, where like we got the rights to use one of his songs and then somehow added a joke after, which is like not cool about Bob Seger sounding like you're taking a dump out of a moving car window. So it was like, <laughs> like displayed like, ah! like, and he saw it and he apparently was like rip shit. There were like calls into the show that someone had to field where he was like, you misled me. And oh, that's <laughs> ridiculous. You know what you're getting into one family guy. You either say yes or you don't, you know, and, and, well, and every, every interview you see with Bob Seger, he always cl- talks about or claims to have this great sense of humor, but clearly he couldn't right. quite take that. I always remember um, Michael McDonald. I heard that story right now. I know you would know. Um, when SCTV, when Rick Moranis invitated on him, him on SCTV, and he said he was so high, and he it was one in the morning after a show, and he was so high, he goes, "Wait a minute, is this really happening?" <laughs> <laughs> but he loved it because Rick Moranis was amazing doing uh, that. So you love when people, uh, you know, appreciate. I, I'm sure it probably makes you really happy when people are really like, "That was awesome," especially somebody you're not expecting. And I think Elon was wanted to ask you about Flash Gordon. Oh, yeah. So I'm a big fan of the Flash Gordon soundtrack, and I, I love the way it's used in TED, especially the song Football Fight. Yeah. Which I think is my all time favorite pump up song. <laughs> like one time I was on a bus to Atlantic City. And so I listened to that song on loop for like 90 minutes straight. I thought that would give me like the best gambling odds. Like I would just be so in the zone and it didn't work. Um, But that song gets me going like that. And I I feel like Billy Joel has a few songs also that kind of give you that kind of feeling. Like, do you have any Billy Joel songs that that get you going? Oh, you know, yeah, uh, I used to like and it's not it's not quite the, the football fight song, but. I used to really like running on ice. Oh yeah. From the bridge. Yeah. Yeah. That, that was kind of a, a Billy Joel song that I felt like if I was listening and walking, like my pace would increase <laughs> you know, immensely. And I feel like there are a couple other, it's funny. I, a song that I love by him and which is in no way a pump up song is uh, street life serenader, which I feel like doesn't get nearly the attention that it should. It's like, to me, it, it lives in the, New York state of mind uh, strata of his of his music, but it just doesn't quite get the we, we haven't done one song off that album yet. Really? Yeah. Just, you know, coincidence, obviously, but it's it's very odd. That's why yeah. we just had our first Cold Spring Harbor one in the East and, and the first stranger in the, and the first stranger with everybody loves it has a dream. But I think the first one we'll get from Street Life Serenader would be uh, Los Angelinos, which I think is an awesome song. Yeah, that's kind of a, a little funky for him. It's got a different kind of beat. Um, yeah. But yeah, I, I, it's funny that the the football fight from Flash Gordon. My God, what a what a ridiculous scene that is! I mean, the whole movie is ridiculous, but in particular, <laughs> that scene just with the immediate 
sort of understanding of, of football by the weird alien people who are like <laughs> giving instructions right away, like match him like this, you know, like, yeah. and her cheerleading on the side was terrible. And, and just the fact that, uh, what's his name? Zarkov, the, the, yeah, Dr. Hans Zarkov, formerly at NASA. <laughs> who's who's feeding who's feeding Flash these metal footballs? Like right. it's so ridiculously fast that he pegs him in the head. Like you would never. Do that. that was totally on Zarkov. Like <laughs> man, you cannot feed somebody that fast. On Family Guy, I yeah. think you have done bits with uh, the longest time were the people that started music. Yeah. Uptown Girl, Billy the Kid, and we didn't start the fire let alone where Lois's dad, I think, is having a heart attack. And he says, <laughs> I'm having a heart attack. You ought to know. You ought to know. I think one of my favorite ones was, and it's the funny thing is it's not in the moving out Brian's song, which, of course, is two things because you're making fun of Brian's song, the movie, and the song moving out. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But when the guys are at the clam and talking about the song, moving out and they miss and then when joe says well you know they made a huge mistake in that song where they opened the door and you could hear the car noises they open the door of the studio <laughs> and then peter says i he left to live with mr cacciatore down on mulberry street so it's like that every bit of that that's just a, it's a good five minute of mashup of yes. just all things billy joel and, yeah we're and really stupidity. we're really we're taking a native american approach to the billy joel carcass we want to use <laughs> all parts of it we're not going to leave it out there rotting on the plains <laughs> <laughs> well it's just the best for people like us because we understand all the references and so. that's and honestly this is the kind of stuff that just reinforces me to like want to do more of that because you know especially now as the jokes you're talking about are could be like 10 to 15 years old now. Yeah. And even at that time when we were making them, they were too late, far too late, but now 15 years past, it's like people think who is Billy Joel? Like nobody, yeah. you know, nobody's heard of him. Yeah. Which is crazy. Yeah. That was great. That kid just kept saying it. This, I don't know who this Billy Joel is. Yeah. Well, uh, Superman's like father, name. I think. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's what I thought he was going to say at one point. <laughs> but uh yeah that that kid was adorable yeah he was i like that one uh that clip where uh peter is at the concert and pressure is playing and then he sings uptown girl at yeah. the end of it because that actually happens we, we were doing blonde over blue and there's like a part of the verses of that that kind of billy said like was originally from uptown girl and so like whenever you hear it now like you start with blonde over blue and then all of a sudden you're like oh, oh, oh. <laughs> right. well, he, he played it on that was it the shades of gray documentary or something and then yeah or and then yeah, then you that's all you hear now is yeah. the uptown well, girl part. And Dave Elon just pointed out another Billy Joel song that we did that we parodied and you missed it. Wasn't no, I, it? I heard him and I forgot. Yes, I did miss it in my yeah. list. Yeah, I can't Too believe much it. pressure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's I, 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 we we also talk about in the family guy room how Billy Joel does what I just did, which is he has the the sweet balladeer voice and then he goes right into the Muppet show. You know, <laughs> you just like, you know, there's a lot of singing like this and then it goes, like that. You know, it goes right to Cookie Monster. Yeah, there's a lot of that in all for Lena. He goes all over the place in that song. Yep. Yeah. We actually one of our guests, uh, Julian Villard, 
he he isolated some different sound clips of Billy Joel and gave us like little sound blips. And one of them is him saying pressure without any of the music behind it. Just pressure. <laughs> yeah, that that one and the heart attack. Heck, 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 heck. Yeah. 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 He's good. I'm surprised. That? I'm surprised you actually don't know him uh, because I think he plays out in L.A. and he, you know, is a huge Billy Joel to plan. He uh, he did a kind of a parody, I guess, to Piano Man, which is don't ask me to play Piano Man because uh, he's one of, you know, he's a piano man. And he's so it's sort of don't ask me to play the piano man. Yeah. And he, yeah. he made a parody of it. I'll send it to you. It's really good. I'd love to hear that. Yeah. Um, but I think we can all agree that. He's given a lot to us, Billy Joel. He's, he seems to, uh, if you study his life, battles with depression, right? I mean, he's kind of been, it, that's just the, one of those weird things where I think to myself sometimes, because he is kind of a, he's an interesting looking guy, but you could see somebody growing up and getting a complex of like, oh, I'm not, I'm somehow I'm not good looking or I'm, I'm weird, I'm weird looking. And I think he has that complex. It's like my theory with Paul Simon. I feel like if Paul Simon were four inches taller, we would have never heard of him. Like he just would have been like, he, he never would have gone into music, like because he would have just been like a different kind of guy. And I think Billy Joel is a little bit the same way where he has this strange look to him that I think he's very insecure about, but it brings out like this gift in him that he has to like sort of expel on the, on the world. Um, and I think that if Billy Joel looked like, you know, I'm trying to think of like a normally handsome guy, Chuck Scarborough. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> good, yeah. Then we just, we never, we never would have heard of Billy Joel. He never would have played music. He just would have been like a guy. Yeah. That's my theory. I feel the same way about some athletes who have female names. You know, like I feel like they became really tough guys because they had a deal with getting beat up so much for their girl names. Ooh, and they ooh. just became great. Um, well, I was thinking of Kelly Trapuca, but he wasn't like a tough basketball player, but he had the name Kelly. Who's Kelly Trapuca, I loved him. Isn't there a guy on the Steelers with the name Gay? Well, well Gail yeah. Sayers. Gail Sayers, that's a good one. Yeah, there was a guy, uh, I don't think he's in the league anymore, but he was in the Steelers, uh, a DB whose last name was Gay. And then, of course, <laughs> in the NBA, there was uh, Rudy Gay. I think he just retired. Yeah, Rudy Gay. And at one point, he was on the same team as Kevin Love. So there's always photos of their two jerseys saying, like, Gay Love. Right. <laughs> that was funny six years ago <laughs> right but now it's just nice yeah right well thanks for uh coming on today and talking to us i know you're a very busy man that's it i pushed back a meeting for this i, I wanted to get into one thing uh yeah no please i, uh, I wasn't sure what else you want this guy david goodman who ran the show for uh family guy for a while he has a voice that's almost like Billy's kind of Muppet voice, but he's, I don't know if you remember the family guy bit where it was like all four bubble voice people talking to each other. It was like Al Michaels and Harold Ramis and Ray Romano and Kermit the Frog. We're oh. all having like a round table discussion <laughs> where they're all just like, kind of like this. And like our, our showrunner, David has that exact voice. And he always used to, you'd come back into the room from the kitchen and you'd have like a snack that you brought from there. And he'd watch you come in and be like, little snack, little snack, little snack, little snack. And so we developed that into uh, this whole song of, of like, everybody get yourself a little snack. Uh, 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 uh. You know, like we just used to meld Billy Joel into this guy's life because he had that Muppet voice and just imitate him singing, uh, you know, 
uh, she's always a woman while wa- rinsing his hair in the shower. So we, we had endless Billy Joel bits in the room. Who was the person that saying the Billy Joel? Uh, I didn't poop uh, those items. Who was it? Who did you use to sing that? It might have been me. Really? I don't I can't remember because we, you know, we didn't poop those items. Like yeah. that was a part of it. Right. Was that yeah. version of it? That might have been me, maybe. But, but then he was explaining all the things Peter had eaten, like a Lego lands, like you know, that he was explaining. I don't. Everything. Maybe it wasn't me. I don't know because I don't remember doing like a long list of things. Yeah, so he, that it he could was have been there and singing all the list of items Peter has eaten. Yeah, and that was I don't the gag that part. So yeah. it didn't and then he sound was taking like notes you. later, like piece of remote control. Uh, Dave, uh, I mean Elon. Dave can explain to you that uh, I smoke quite a bit of pot, so some things get forgotten. <laughs> well, like- <it's, laughs> we uh, we also talk about that all the time because you, I am very angry at Billy Joel smoking cigarettes all those years when you see the old ones with the piano full of cigarettes because his voice was so special. Like it's like not only are you gifted by being this unbelievable musician but you also have this angelic voice which you know you just rip apart with cigarette smoke and it drives me insane yeah yeah it's kind of it's a nasty habit yeah but without that we wouldn't have had his great voice on all my life (laughs) (laughs) how do you feel about those later that one on christmas in fallujah like i'd see christmas in fallujah i have no idea what that is i mean i can i can guess but like I, I I don't think I've ever heard it. It's an uplifting holiday tune. <laughs> yeah, it sounds like it. Got a promising title. Well, um, he had this. He had this guy cast Dylan sing it. He you know handpicked this kid. Where I am obsessed with him because what I can't understand is Billy Joel picked this kid out of you know out of a hat to sing a new Billy Joel song, and then the kid never put. And he's a musician, and he never put out an album after that. Like I don't know how you don't <laughs> and ruined him. Yeah. And they started dating Billy Joel's daughter afterwards. Really? Yeah. And he helped on her album. And then that didn't happen. I we're we want to have him on the show, but we've been making fun of him so much. We're afraid to call him. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, you should hear that song. It's uh, quite fast. I like it a little more now. It's very anthemic. I always say that wrong, but um, that's right. Yeah. He he sings it himself in an Australia version that they released. Otherwise, it's this kid, Cast Dylan, who the only other thing he's done is a Japanese television theme song. Yeah, he did a theme to like a Yu-Gi-Oh uh, anime show. Yeah. So Crazy. quite a career. Never heard of that at all. No, I, I, um, Elon, you said you gamble or you go to Atlantic City. Yeah, I play poker down there. Yeah. So I used to play on Poker Stars, you know, before that all blew up. Yeah. Um, and online poker was so fun. And I remember distinctly, it was, I want to say 2007, maybe I was, they, they had this thing called the Sunday million on mm-hmm. poker stars. And it cost you like 300 bucks to play in a tournament with like 40,000 people. And by the end of the day, there was like one winner who you won. It wasn't a million, but it was a, a lot of money. It was like hundreds of thousands of dollars. And so I used to play in it like, a lot. It was such a fun thing to do for me on a Sunday with football on in the side and, you know, eating wings or whatever. But I remember distinctly when I started playing it, I'm like, I need music for this. And I just bought off iTunes, the entire Billy Joel catalog and would just, 
have it on random play, like while I was playing that tournament. That was some of the best <laughs> memories, just watching the 07 Pats, who cares how the season ended? And, you know, eating you KFC, care. eating KFC honey barbecue wings. Oh, that sounds delicious. And just playing this poker tournament and whittling down and down and down and uh, listening to beautiful. I, I think the problem I'm having is when I do that, some, when I'm at people's houses and they say, Alexa, play Billy Joel, it always starts with Piano Man. And I'm just like, they don't have any, they can't start any other way. You know, it's like every time it starts with Piano Man. It's, you know, it's interesting because we, uh, my, I have a five-year-old daughter and she, I sort of, you know, ingrained the Beatles into her, you know, by playing it a lot. But if you ask Alexa to play uh, the Beatles, nine times out of 10, it starts with come together. I don't know why. Yeah. Isn't that odd? It's so they it's set that up, and which is fine, but not every time. Not every <laughs> it's time. Like yeah. it's just- Wanted uh, to somehow shuffle, but uh, one time I made a mistake and I said, play Alexa. And then it played Alexa, Ray Joel. <laughs> play, play down Easter, Alexa. Oh, yeah. Well, I, I don't know whether you heard, but uh, we're not doing that until the down Easter, Alexa, till the tease. Oh, yeah, we made some executive decisions early on and how we were going to alphabetize. That was Elon's decision. Everybody he, he blames it all on me, but it was a group effort. That's an exhausting decision. You have to you oh. have to chop the these off. When you do things alphabetically. Well, believe me, that's <laughs> too I, late well, now. <laughs> at least with that and Billy the kid, we wanted to chop the V's off, but now we there's it's too late. He's right. In <laughs> fact, we uh just before we interviewed you, we just did 52nd Street. Now with an F. Because we didn't want we started with it and we were very upset. We're like, you don't want to start with this song. So uh Shouldn't you technically started the whole thing with that? Don't numbers come first? Yes, but then this guy Christopher Bananos, who writes for New York Magazine, and we he ranked all 121 Billy Joel songs. We had him on the show, and he said, "Why don't you just put it in the F's? That'll solve your problem." And we're like, "Why don't you shut up? You know everything." And, but it was brilliant. We just never thought of it before. Right? It just it just wasn't a good starter. So we started with a matter of trust. At least it's you know a little better than 52nd oh. Street is not a. Matter of, tr- matter of trust gives you the best song intro intro the like count for off. any show like it's that that the way that counts off at the beginning is a perfect intro for the whole experiment one two one two three four yep right so well, we had we, to do it we had to put yeah, 52nd yeah. street last later. episode we just did 52nd street which was the the in the intro that counts it's a, his mumbling it's uh what, uh, and our hands are set. That's what he says at the beginning of 52nd Street, which they say is a sort of count off. So there was no way technically to lose <laughs> whatever we opened with. It really is exciting. Sort of Six and a half dozen in terms of excitement. <laughs> right. <laughs> and when we say excitement, we're using that with air quotes. Yes. Of <laughs> but yeah, if there's any songs that you know that you'd like to talk about between A and F, we are all ears. <laughs> a and F. Boy, let me think. We talked about a couple of those now in New York State of mind. Uh, Miami. No, like that, like we've been discovering, or I have been discovering some other ones I don't remember. Yeah, what did you or, what do you like? Uh well, I like I'm making a brand new playlist of songs that are what what do we call them? That are, like a rediscovery. Hidden uh, gems. Hidden gems. Uh what what's the one with the mod theme again, Elon? Um Ain't no, Ain't no crime. Ain't no crime. It opens with the mod theme we've been talking about. <laughs> exactly. Thank <laughs> you for knowing it. And so that 
was one I hadn't heard in a long time. I'm like, this is special. Blonde over blue. I don't remember it all. And I really enjoyed that. And that uh, we were playing that that intro sounds just like touch and go from the cars, like exactly like it, which is interesting. And now everybody loves you now. Meanwhile, there's this unbelievable version, which you can't find, which we only played exclusively on our show. I'm going to send it to you of everybody. um, Everybody has a dream that is only at this one venue in San Francisco. And it is my new favorite song. Also, uh, Elvis Presley Boulevard, which we don't care for, but he made a different demo of it before Elvis Presley Boulevard called The End, which is fantastic. The End of the World. Is the end of the world? Yeah. yeah, the end of the world. Right. I'm thinking of the Beatles, um, the end of the world. And it's these I'm enjoying these demos a little bit more because they're less produced, more piano. Yeah. And we've really been enjoying stuff like that. Yeah, that's awesome. I mean, you guys are on a great journey. I feel like I feel like you're stopping in at my cabin halfway up the Appalachian Trail. Is there <laughs> Is there a song in particular you want us to have you back for like that? You know, we can have you after the letter again. Well, I, told, favorite, I, I guess I mentioned it before because I feel like it doesn't it doesn't get enough uh, love. And I would oh, right. love Street Life, uh, Street Life Serenader. If you guys can carve out a spot for me in the late S's. <laughs> well, we'll see what we can do. <laughs> uh, but yes, I think we can uh, work that out. Well, obviously, we'd love to have you back. And the plan was to have you on multiple times anyway. So I, lo- I love this. I love this idea. I love this, that you're doing it. You're doing it. Well, we like to, you know, you remind me of my, you know, friend Danny Vermont. And I don't know whether you know him. He works for Bill Maher. Oh, and- of course I know him. Oh, okay. So just yeah. like you and me and and him, uh, you two guys are similar in the sense that you can play any Billy Joel song on the piano and you worship him as uh, more. Actually, you probably you two no. Well, I mean, I mean if he can play any song, I can play like four songs. Well, <laughs> he works his way through. He yeah. can't. He's yeah. not. He's like you. I'm saying he works right. his way through right. the songs. He's not a. He's a, a chord. Great, He's a chord pounder. Like yeah. Me. So he exactly. Yeah. And so he was the accompanist, the company. Am I pronouncing that right? Yes. Yeah, uh, yeah. For me and Sarah Silverman, when we did. Get, oh God, Code of what, silence. Code of silence together <laughs> back in the early 90s. Let's take that again. Sorry. When we did. <laughs> uh, Sarah and I performed Code of Silence at a bar and Danny was our uh, piano player. So I'm Danny, like Porky Danny, Pig. I can't say that's all fun. <laughs> yeah, Danny, so. Danny Vermont has. Something that I'll never have, which is great rock and roll hair. Oh, he definitely has that. Yeah, he won't he get rid that. of it. You know, he did. He um, <clears throat> he was a writer for Bill Maher. Maybe still is. He and is. but he he also used to do the audience warm up. He still uh, does for Bill. Okay, and so he can't. We one of my first job in L.A. was Late Late Show with Craig Kilborn, and that was right next to Politically Incorrect in CBS's Television City on Beverly Boulevard. And so we were in the studio next door. So for some reason, our warm-up guy was gone for a week or something. So we had Danny uh-huh. uh, come do our warm-up as well. But I don't know if he was just sick or it was the two warm-ups totally taxed his voice where he lost his voice completely, but he was the only warm-up thing we had. So he was out there like, hey, everybody, come on, let's hear it. <laughs> Painful and like Craig, that kind of stuff would irritate Craig so oh, no. much because he felt like he was getting cheated in the warm up and the audience was going to be like, what the fuck is going on here? And so like every day for a week, Craig, you know, 
Craig would come out and take the mic from Danny to say hi to the audience. He'd be like, let's hear it for Danny Vermont and his voice, everybody. Danny Vermont, <laughs> like, so angry. Oh, no. Yeah, oh, that's too bad. Yeah, it's funny that something was going on with all the warmups that week. They were all like they got the they got the pandemic for uh, just the warm up. People. Yeah, COVID-97 hit them. We was right. We had a usual guy named Lewis Dix and he was not there that week. Yeah, isn't that funny though? Then and, yeah. and the other warm up that was available was also sick. So yeah. what does that mean? I don't I know. know. But yes, he still warms up the show and he was on the podcast and he was uh we're gonna have the two of you guys because you guys are the biggest Billy Joel fans I know, and awesome. the most pleasant and funny. Oh, and uh you work on my favorite shows. So that's the most important thing. I mean, Family Guy really is my favorite show, as you know. I I save it up. I'm still I still have ones from this past season that I like to save up when I'm in a good mood. I'm ready to watch something that's going to make me happy. Love hearing that. Thank and, you very much yeah. for your fandom. I appreciate it. I appreciate it. And I know it's legit. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely legit. And I also appreciate your friendship. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Thank so you. thank you so much for coming on the show and speaking to us for a while and talking to the our other friends who we've now our listeners who we've become friends with who like Billy Joe the way we do. It's a it's a great little club. Got to respect him. There's probably a big cluster in the uh, Queens area. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's what we figure. I mean, that's the thing. I just like it's funny that I like Billy Joe because I'm from New Jersey. Yeah. I should like Springsteen, but I don't. Yeah. No. All, all your fans are listening from an area that is directly filmed in the welcome back cotter opening <laughs> <laughs> or as uh david tell used to say he used to say uh there's a a new show coming out that takes place in the wizarding wizarding world and it's called um welcome back mr pater <laughs> I like that. I messed it up. anyway uh alex sulkin thank you so much and thank you uh, both. your, your pocket you are still doing the podcast the the one, the uh, d- yeah, typical, typical disgusting, disgusting display. display. Yes, we're with the good folks at a company called Art19. Never heard of them, neither had we, but we're there. Actually, um, I do know it. A, a bunch of my guests have podcasts on that, that uh, Art19. Yeah. Yes, so it's not up yet. Should be any day now. Any day now. Oh, okay. Well, we will look forward to that. And thank you very much for your time. Thanks, Alex. This is uh, Billy Joel A to Z. 